welcome. This is Mibbit Marketing and I am your host, Rachel Claver. I love helping small business owners become more confident and more capable with their marketing. So this podcast is all here to help you do just that. It's me and the help of some great guests helping you learn new skills, new strategies and ideas. Let's jump in and get started. I used to think that I had all the time in the world and now I feel that time is something that I am just running out of and I don't mean that in a dark and terrible way but it's more that I know that the thing that I have that is finite is time and as I have become a parent and had a business and watched my children grow up and done a whole lot of really cool things but also think there's all this other stuff I want to do I know that once I use up time I can't get it back so when I use my time I want it to be wise This is my 13 excellent time-saving marketing hacks for small businesses. And I want to share it with you this week because these are the things that really help me maximize my time when it comes to marketing and helps me save my time. Welcome to MapIt Marketing. This is an episode where I'm going to share with you what I do to save time with my marketing and share with you the things that I also teach my clients that I work with. I am really thankful that you've come to listen to this podcast. And if you enjoy this one, please do listen to more episodes. And if you really love it, I would love it if you rated and reviewed it because it does help people um, trust it and understand that this is a good podcast to listen to. So thank you very much. I'm also going to say before we start that part of the thing that I like to do to spare my time is to make sure that whenever I'm doing something, I'm doing it in comfort. And I'm recording this today in the middle of New Zealand winter. I have a hot herb tea that I've got cradled in my hands to keep my hands warm. I have a lovely hot water bottle (laughs) that's keeping me warm as well while I work in this cold little podcasty studio. And I want to remind you to always spend time to do some nice stuff for yourself today and do some nice things for yourself this week as a business owner too. Time saving doesn't mean that we pack more other work in. We save time so that we can have more time to look after ourselves. And that's a good thing. All right, let's get headed into it. So a lot of us don't enjoy marketing, let's be honest. And it often gets pushed to the bottom of the list. We can get freaked out by all the things we need to do. And quite frankly, it is really hard to know how we should be using our time to best market in the most effective way to get actual results. So if you've ever struggled to fit marketing in, or you know you're putting a lot of energy in, but not getting a whole heap back, these are 13 excellent time-saving marketing hacks. I use these for our business, and I also share them with our clients. And even if you only take one or two away with you, you're going to start feeling better about your marketing. So let's go for number one. Be very clear on your goals. Oh my gosh, I... I am so easily distracted. I could get distracted during this podcast. In fact, I'm sure there have been podcasts that you have listened to if you're not new to the show where I have got distracted halfway through. It's common for me. Um, And I am very easy to get distracted. I also um, like shiny new things and I want to try things all the time. But goals help you make better choices. And I have really learned the beauty of working within this. Every time I want to go and do something or try something, I have to go back to, is this going to help me get closer to the goal that I want? 
making sure that you are clear on your goals is so important. It's so easy to get distracted um, and simply for us to lose focus on what we're meant to be doing. But if we know what our goals are and where we're headed and what we want to achieve, we know we can't create, we know that we need to create marketing that relates to that. Um, and I always say that marketing takes around six weeks to see a result at the, at the, at the latest or the earliest. Um, sometimes you get a result right away. Sometimes you're super lucky. But I think one of the hardest things around marketing is that there is this delayed gratification. And in the world of instant gratification, that can be very hard. I think that's why we get quite attracted to doing like social media posts because they have this short beautiful hit of dopamine that make us go oh my gosh look someone liked this post someone commented but in the long term those short-term posts aren't always the best place we put our marketing so being really clear on what our goals are and why we're doing things helps us stay with our marketing stay committed um one of the things i want to say around this is um you know i've been called a shameless self-promoter and I do really consciously use my marketing to talk about the things that we do. You know, I use my Instagram stories to sell. Um, I haven't been doing much of that in the last few months. Um, and then I have little blips because I personally find it really hard and challenging. Even though I am known as a shameless self-promoter or a self-promoter, I find it very uh stressful and confronting to have to risk myself and put myself out there I do it because it works I do it because I need to be clear on my goals and I do it because uh my business doesn't just support me uh it's me and my husband we have two daughters that work with us so it's, there's a family that's involved in this plus we have a team that's not part of our family but are really important to me and then I've got my clients and if I don't create a sustainable business through our marketing I'm putting all of that at risk so I know I need to keep that going and that is part of me being clear on my goals and that pushes me to get in that uncomfortable place and try things so the first one be clear on your goals the second one is focus on creating long lasting content so some of the content that I talked about social media posts have a very short shelf life now long form video and short form video actually do really well and sometimes a reel for example on Instagram has a three month shelf life but a Pinterest post can have months and months sometimes even years of content or shelf life a YouTube video can do the same SEO has a long period of time and even though it's not content that can also be part of this marketing machine that we're creating a blog a podcast a YouTube video those things are evergreen and searchable and they are long-term, long-lasting content that makes a difference. We want to go to that short-term hit, but start with the long-lasting content first and then break that down into shorter content to create your plan. And that will help you in terms of time saving because even though it takes longer to create at that moment, it helps create a whole lot of other extra content, but it also saves time because it has a better result long term. And that's key here. So focusing on long term, long lasting content. The third one is focus on repurposeful content, content that we can put somewhere else or put more than one place. If we do this, it makes it much easier because we're creating content with a big effort and then repurposing that content into a range of different things. So for example, some of you may know that I write a column for stuff and 90% of the time that column for stuff is based around 
the podcast topic. I'm repurposing the content that I had during the, con the podcast to create that. I also sometimes, and I did this a lot more last year, will then repurpose some of the content from the podcast into smaller posts or smaller video ideas to help people learn. So I will do that with this. And in my coaching program, the Content Master Web, we're all about this. We work on a thing called a list of 10 and people will sit there and, and we create like a blog or a podcast or a webinar and then you break it down and you can reuse those ideas over and over and over again. And it creates this beautiful bank of content. It also means that all your content ties together. And if you're at the stage of outsourcing, they can list sections of a bigger piece and repurpose it for you a lot easier and it remains with your voice and your feel. So the third one is focusing on repurposeful or repurposed content. The fourth one is to get the basics set up. And this is really important because if we don't get things working properly, no matter how much stuff we throw at it, it's not going to work. So take time to set up all your profiles. Make sure they're optimized. You know, make sure your Instagram isn't optimized, your LinkedIn, your TikTok. Make sure you've got like your links sorted out. So like I use, um, I use Metrical as my scheduling software. So I use the Metrical Smart Links for my bio links for Instagram and TikTok. But I could also use Canva. I've talked about using Canva in the past or um, Linktree or something else to have that as a multi-option different thing there. And so I've done that so that I've got a feeder through all that set up right. Um, and then you have your lead generation and all those bits and pieces and those stroke, what I call stroke of the pen one-off stuff, all the things that are going to bring people closer to making a decision are all set up so I've got things ready to go. And so I think that's another really important thing is start with the stuff that's got a long-term benefit to draw people in closer, the salesy or closer, more intent part and get that set up before you start doing your social stuff. Number five, work and blocks of time. This is something that I've really learned to do. And it doesn't have to be, even if you're, a, I've got a TikTok, um, I've got two TikTok accounts. And one of my TikTok accounts, I'm currently just doing a TikTok a day. So I'm not blocking out times and content. But what I did do is I blocked out time to work out what my strategy was going to be, what my types of content would be, get some ideas and help me get myself in the right headspace of what that's going to look and feel like. Now for the other one, my business account, I do block out time to content create and I do it in stages. So I might have, um, I, I definitely block out time to work and I go, this is my marketing time and I do not shift it. It is my time. I do not shift it even for client work. If they say that they ask for that time, I say that it is busy because it is busy because my work is my most important thing to make sure that our business drives through and they can have another time. And that sounds like if you're one of my clients, I do love you. Like I do love you. But this is really important because if we don't prioritize it, it's just going to get pushed away. So work in blocks of time, prioritize that time. And it helps you to get into the right headspace and talk to your direct customer if you've got that block of time. Number six, create in batches of like stages and contents. This is a little bit what I was talking about before. But what I do is I might... Um, I use my blocks. One might be like a planning and strategy one. And then I might go, okay, today is my video content time. And I'm going to just do character videos. Or today is my video content time. And I'm going to do, um, you know, truth bombs. Um, or today is my video content time. And I'm going to read a bunch of my new book, um, which I've been doing recently on TikTok. Very fun. 
Um, or I could go, today is my content time and I'm going to create my video and my carousel posts or 10 single image posts. And I do a block at a time because I'm working with the same type of content during that time, which makes it easier. And I'm also creating um, focused on a particular topic. And I try and stay in that sort of space. It makes it easier. So create your batches in similar stages and similar types of content. And that makes it work better. It means you can often create content that's going to last you two or three months. You're working ahead just on that one type. And then the next week or the next fortnight, you can create another type of content and schedule that ahead. And eventually it layers up and it creates this beautiful full schedule of content. Number seven, use automation where possible. Um, you know, automation does take a bit of setting up, but it does end up saving you a lot of time. And there are some things that you can easily automate. So, um, you know, we've used uh, the app ManyChat to automate some of our Instagram stuff. Um, you can use uh, Video Ask, which I did a podcast about a couple of weeks ago. Um, platforms like Active Campaigns, so we use that a lot for our email automation, um, which is amazing. Um, we're, we're, we are um, providers for Active Campaigns so, or partners. So, so obviously I've got a bias, but it's a tremendously flexible platform and we love it. Uh, but I also use automation for other things. So I've got an automation called repurpose.io, um, which helps me to basically pull all my TikTok videos into a place and then it spurts them out to a whole lot of other places. I don't know, spurts was probably the wrong word, pushes them out. Um, Spit is one of those awkward words. Um, and then the other thing I use is I use Metrical to schedule my content as well. So using automation to make this easier on you is really important. Um, number eight, I've just realized these don't have, um, the numbers are wrong. So I'm hoping I'm, <laughs> hey, we've got to make sure. Number eight, I've done that before, haven't I? Um, prioritize getting a virtual system for admin support. Um, I believe that if you're going to push and you're going to do this, getting the admin support after that content is created, which should stay with the business owner as long as possible, because you know the feel and look and fit for your business. Now, some businesses aren't that, but most businesses, it should stay with the business owner. Uh, my recommendation for getting a virtual assistant for this is just have someone who's going to be in charge of like some of the Canva designing and the posting and things like that. And I recommend always, look, save the three months worth of work before you start, because it's going to take them a while to get used to stuff. And as you're working and doing that, download loom.com and start recording tasks as you do them and create a library of tasks someone can do. So when you're ready for that virtual assistant, you can hand them over because it's really hard when you're not used to working with someone and outsourcing work like that to kind of know how to do it. And sharing something with them once, um, it's easy for them to forget it. But if you've done a video walkthrough of how you do it and how you work, then they can easily copy that and follow it and just watch the video again and again until they've got it. Um, so that's number eight, prioritize getting a VA for admin support. Number nine, oh, this is a bugbear for me. Use paid tools if they save you time. I cannot believe how many people always want to go for the free tool. Um, and you're, there are some cool free tools. But, you know, work out the value of your time. If a paid tool is cheaper for you a month than it would be for an hour of your work, it's a good tool to have. You know, if it's going to save you an hour of your time and it costs less than a virtual assistant, for example, um, and it saves you an hour, 
then you should be using it. And I can't believe how many people will complain that the email platform costs them money or whatever. And you know that it's going to make them a couple of thousand dollars every time they send that email out. And it's like, the reason the tool costs money is because it's actually really good. And there are some really good free tools and there are some really good cheap tools, but always looking at the cheapest version is actually really short-term thinking. Um, sometimes it's a really good idea to have paid tools and I use paid tools because it saves me hours of work and it saves me having to pay someone else hours of work and there is a time and place for me to do it sometimes and there is a time and place for me to pay someone but use paid tools if they save you time see them like a little contractor and then think about how cheap it is that that tool is part of your business use paid tools Number 10, use a, use a scheduler. So I use Metrical. I'll put a link to it in my podcast notes. I'll put a link to a few things in here. Um, and one of the things um, that I love about that is that it has great analytics. It is my favorite scheduler of all time. Um, I absolutely love it. I've had my coaching clients on it and they are like, I can't believe how much time I'm saving, how much visibility it gives me. It is a great tool to use and it's not very expensive when we talk about tools. I have tried so many different tools in the past and this is the one that I'm very happy about. It's not the most beautiful tool, doesn't have the brightest colors and things like that, but it is an excellent tool. So do use a scheduler and don't just go for the free plan. Get one that's got a proper paid plan with all the stuff you need in it. Um, again, go back to number nine using paid tools that they save you time. All right, number 11, and this is really important. Take one learning curve at a time. Look, it's better to add platforms and tasks slowly. I like to jump all in. I don't know if you are as well, but actually this creates so much stress and pressure for us and it's so unnecessary to put that on us. So add a platform and a task slowly, get used to it and then add something else into it. This is something I've tried to do with my podcast clients and I know of my coaching clients and I know that for some of them in the content master web that they really struggle sometimes to go at the rate that we're going. But for some other people, it's the right rate and it is hard when you're doing that with coaching. But be kind to yourself. You will see progress. You just keep on chipping away, keep on pushing against the barriers of comfort and it will be okay. Everything feels uncomfortable when you are learning and it's really important to understand what the block is. You know, with video, often the block is that we're trying to get used to seeing our face and hearing our voice and all that stuff, along with learning a style, like a video style, along with learning how to use a platform, along with the technical stuff. And that's why it feels so overwhelming. So just chip away with it. Try one of those things at a time. Take the pressure off yourself. Take one learning curve at a time. Now, this one. <laughs> this one is, is, is important. And I don't believe um, I am putting this in here. I think I've mentioned it before in a podcast before. Um, but I do recommend for those of you that struggle with content, you know, even if you get a blog ready to help you with that longer form content, which is totally okay, as long as it's got your voice and feel in it, that you can use artificial intelligence AI to write some of the other bits and pieces. So you could use jasper.ai, that's the one I use, there's lots of other ones. But if you can't write, consider it. You can repurpose content. So you can load up a blog like this um, or the, pod, the podcast details. I could load this up as a transcription and then I could pull from that 
um, Pinterest titles and Pinterest information. I could put YouTube video ideas and titles and things like that. And it comes up with all that information, all those ideas and supports the content. And I do use this sometimes and I'm a writer and I still use this a little bit for the things like Pinterest blurbs that sometimes I just don't have the energy to write that day. If I'm doing it, I may use Jasper. And so, um, you know, don't shy away with it, but I will tell you that any of those platforms are only as good as the content you plug into it. So if you are not a content writer, you're going to end up with bad content. You need to have a savviness or start with something good to feed into it to get a great end result. So don't think it's going to just suddenly solve your problems if you're a content writer to use artificial intelligence. It doesn't do it that way. And that's really important to understand. And number 13, focus on building a web. Think about how it's all connected together. Don't look at one platform as being separate from all the others. It all works together and they all attract people at different stages and go together. So don't think about, I need to do this work on my website and this is all I'm doing. Think about how this website stuff you're doing here will interact with your stuff on Instagram or LinkedIn or how it's going to impact your email. Think about everything like a web, see it all connected, create that spider's web, be a spider, build a web, which ironically is the name of my new book. Didn't plan to say that. Seems a bit promotional, but you know, I'm pushing against this barrier too of trying to make sure we do that, but this will help you create a great strategy and save time. When you see everything's interconnected, it helps you make better choices, which comes back to number one around goal setting. I hope that helped you. And I hope that helped you find ways that you can save time with your marketing. One of the things people often ask is how much time should they put aside? And I normally say, look, for a solopreneur business, around four hours a week should be your marketing around a 10th of your 40 hour week. I know some of us work more than that, but that's what I would normally recommend. And maintaining that will see results. If your team is bigger, I normally say it's about four hours per full-time employee is about the amount that you should have. Now, that's not a pure science and there's definitely peaks and troughs. But part of this is you saying, I believe that marketing will make my business grow better in the way I want to. And I'm going to commit to that, just like we commit to behavior changes in every other area of our life. I hope that helped. If you've enjoyed this podcast and you've got any questions, do come along to our Facebook group, Map It Marketing. I'll put the link to that in the show notes and you can ask questions in there, um, especially if there's something around one of the platforms I've talked about in here, you can do that. I'll also put a few links back to some of those other things in here, like Video Ask. Um, I'll link to Metrical and a few other bits and pieces. And of course, my new book, I'll pop that in the show notes as well. And if there is, um, if you found this was useful and you enjoyed it, I would love it if you did review this podcast and give it a great review. If you hated it, feel free just to pretend you never listened, pretend away, and we'll forget that we ever had this meeting. I hope you stay warm. If you're in wintry New Zealand and Australia, if you're in the Northern Hemisphere having a summer, well, let me just say I'm jealous. Have a great week. If you love what you heard today, be sure to hit subscribe. And if you love this episode in particular, I'd love it if you shared it on social media. Remember to tag me in so I can say thank you. Have a great week and we'll talk soon.